So a warning to listeners this week, uh, we really screwed up the audio for this podcast. And so if this grossly offends you, I would definitely not listen to the contents of this episode. But if you're okay with a really bad sounding podcast that's talking about not very interesting things, please, by all means, keep listening. It's January 9th, 2008, and this is episode 14 of I Know Science Things. Science Things, episode 14, and uh, thousand. It's, a, it's a very special episode of I Know Science Things. Like um, all episodes. Like almost all episodes, but this one's... Short bus special. This one's a little bit specialer than usual. It's, um, it, I know from the gifts and that I've received in the mail and kind of the universal adulations and, and praise that you guys know already what day today or was yesterday, but for the few out there who aren't aware, uh, it is the day of my birth. My my nestles, if you will, my birthday. Uh, and How many years ago? Um, Fifty-seven years ago, on this day, at six o three p.m., I was born. Uh, and it feels pretty good to know that some of the people out there know when my birthday was or is. Uh, and who knows who your birthday is? Who's the famous person? You know who knows who my birthday is? Elvis Presley. It's his birthday too. What up, Elvis? You're still alive. I is it really Elvis's listening. birthday? Yeah, it actually is. Um, no. So someone's got you in the web with the date next to your name. Exactly. So, uh, anyways, welcome back to, to episode 14. You haven't heard episode 13 yet, possibly, but welcome to episode 14. Wait, did you not post it? I haven't yet. I don't have the space on my post. I'll talk about that right now. Um, no, but it's episode 14 of I Know Science Things in the year 2008. Uh, a pretty awesome year by my calculations. I, I'm projecting based on things that have already happened. I would also project it to be an awesome year. So if the trend continues generally, it's going to be a pretty good year. But I've got to say, gentlemen, uh, I got my first birthday present on January 7th uh, when the Ohio, the Ohio State Buckeyes were defeated in, in their BCS Championship Bowl by the LSU Tigers. But I was waiting for my second big birthday present from the Granite State, New Hampshire, uh, yesterday on my birthday. What a bunch of asses. Never got my present. New Hampshire, where's my present? You guys promised that, like, I told you what I wanted well in advance. It's not like you didn't know. And yet at the same time, here I sit, presentless, uh, crying, weeping, unhappy, depressed. Uh, what's going on? Ironically, a little bit of crying was what, you know, encouraged your non-birthday presents. Well, they did get you a birthday present. It's a crappy one. It's one I want to send back. It's one that, like, I want the receipt. Uh, thanks for the thought. Uh, but it doesn't fit me very well. I'd like something else. Like a defective Chinese product that they like shipped from overseas, just poorly made and poor looking as well. Right. That's you, though. Right. You didn't, you didn't catch my grip. No, but seriously, gentlemen, what what happened yesterday? Because I mean, I, I know that Hillary cried a little bit. And everyone felt sorry for us. What happened? 
it's so tough to love me so much. Well, I, I know I know my good friend to my right in both in many respects, uh, both in the room and in life in general. I uh, was happy yesterday. Now, Brian, a certain uh, JM, J Dog, uh, uh, Mac Daddy, Mac Daddy, if you will, J to the M to the Devil C, was uh, all over that uh, primary. And uh, what did you think, as a person who was apprehensive but not unhappy when Mike Huckabee won in Iowa, but now as your boy came through like no one's business in New Hampshire? What do you think? What are your thoughts on the primary yesterday? <clears throat> that was exactly what I thought was going to happen. I mean, I knew Huckabee was going to. Steal Romney's thunder and clear the way for McCainia. <laughs> yeah, I've never. That's that's good. Let's have it keep going. I, I it's know. like Hulkamania. <laughs> I, I do like like I don't like McCain that much. Like I don't want him to be president, but I do like his like I wasn't here right now ads. Those are kind of funny, right? Have you seen those? I have seen them. Well, what are these? So so it's like someone else was talking about. I don't know what they did in the seventies. You know how awesome it was, like Crab Seller. And then McCain is out saying, sorry, I wasn't here right now. And of course, that is how he was being tortured by the Vietcong. Right, he's talking, he was talking about um, Woodstock. He was like, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't enjoy like, the, the psychedelic part of Woodstock because I was being tortured by the Vietcong. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but no, I want to see this commercial. I got to say, though, uh, yesterday, well, I, the, the Daily Show yesterday pointed out a pretty interesting comparison to me. Wait, is that back on? It, well, now it's a Daily Show. It's not the Daily Show until the writers come back. And it's, it's really bad. Like it's how like bad it's, is a daily show? It's bad. I mean, it, it's it's like really twenty seven minutes of filler. Like, what can we do that we can kind of write and get away with, but not really write and make it funny? Because it would be like violating. It's it's bad news. But um, no, the John Stewart point. Wait, I is there a Colbert show? Yes, there's also a Colbert show. Uh, no, no, sorry, it's it's the Colbert Report, uh, <laughs> as opposed to the Colbert Report. Um, no, but yesterday. Wait, how's that? Going? What was that? How is it? What do you mean? Oh, it's awful. Also, like they made enough in jokes the first show about them not being them not being writers that it was actually funny. By the second show, it was like I, this is just sad because we really. I mean, they're like you got fucking nothing. I mean, they they made a joke out of the fact that he still had a script from like October twenty ninth and they were using it like sporadically yesterday. And that was kind of funny. It was like haha, you know. And they did the word, and then nothing came up. And then he, he did like the opening part where he's like, you know, he usually introduce the show where he's like first like this and then this, but he, all it was was like this. And they would cut the shot, like, and then, and then that was funny too, but you only do that joke one fucking time, and now it's like, okay, you used every single no writer joke you possibly could use, and now it's like, it's the funny yeah, I mean, but these, <clears throat> I thought that these guys could do stand up as well. I mean, you think they'd be able to improvise? Actually, stand up acts are not improvised at all, typically. I mean, like, the stand up act. So, so my ex girlfriend, Chris, and people do the same fucking stand up. It sounds improvised, but it's the same fucking shit. Every single night, which was quite the revelation where I, where I realized that when stand-up comedians doing improvisation, like Dave Chappelle does, like does improvisation, there's lots of fucking dead air. I, it's like, um, I don't know. I, I got to say, speaking of John Stewart, I saw John Stewart in Cincinnati when I was a freshman in college, and he did like a full like 25 minutes of like riffing with the audience, like not, not just like standard like I've got my riff jokes in my pocket, like like asking people like about Cincinnati and who like. I, I, it seemed genuine. It seemed totally. I mean, there's different kinds of it, but I mean, right. but I mean, Sam comedy is not. No, you know, there's a large no. degree of like having shit ready. Right, right, right. And I mean, and uh, granted, like I was, I saw John Stewart do jokes that I saw him do a stand-up special like five years ago. Like I know he had plenty of like material, but I'm saying like at least he was able to deliver like one fifth of the jokes that were just like spontaneous. Oh yeah, I'm not yeah. saying there's not like not interactive audience, <clears throat> but it's not like I mean, people are just like walking to stand up with nothing. Yeah, yeah. well, of course, so, of course, uh, that's not what we're saying. I'm I mean, not saying it's improv. 
improvisation, but I mean, if they were able to write their own jokes when they were doing stand up, I mean, why can't they do it now? Who's that part of the writer's group? Wait, Colbert and yeah, uh, actually, on which Stewart is, are part of the writer's group. So I, which, I don't know how they fucking are able to get around with still having a show. Like, who is writing these kind of not really jokes, but still they're kind of jokes, and they're, they're like making some little jokes. Are they give them like write in jokes from like fans. I don't know. That'd be kind of funny. I know Carson Daly was, was soliciting like online help to like write the show when he doesn't have any writers, but uh, I don't know who's tuning in for that mess. But um, what were we even talking about? Oh no, but John Stewart back to back to the primaries, back to McCain, and back to uh, Mike Huckabee. John Stewart did make the, the point that I mean, all of us who watched the Iowa caucuses saw a certain uh, Chuck Norris and Mrs. Norris in the background, right? We, I mean, we all saw that during his acceptance speech at the Iowa caucuses. I did actually say. It was pretty awesome because I mean, like, and I gotta say, for as much as like that guy is, that guy is an asshole. Like Chuck Norris, fuck you. But at the same time, Chuck Norris, you have fantastic teeth. Your teeth are like, I mean, I was, I'm watching this like through a, a news feed in my little crappy TV. I could see like the, the like the phosphorescent and like the whiteness of them and how straight they were. And it's like, that smile, like by that perfect beard, it was sexy. Because I want, I just want to like silence that smile with a kiss. It was so well, good. Chuck Norris is, is just awesome. I mean, I, I bet about... Wait, beards are like yeah. face pubic hair. It's just like not attractive <laughs> at all. I bet like 10% of Huckabee's popularity could probably be attributed to Chuck Norris. I mean, the guy's it's, amazing. It's perfectly reasonable, but the same it's just time... Just like if Vin Diesel was helping candidate. Right. Just the people who like Vin Diesel jokes online. Wait, how can you compare Vin Diesel to Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris is like the original person. Vin Diesel it's true, like Chuck Norris version. would crush Vin Diesel, but... At the same token, on the same token, now, Mike Huckabee had his Chuck Norris. And Mrs. Chuck Norris, which don't leave her out, she is really attractive. Um, at least in the, in the, I mean, she may be hideous, but, like, it came, she came across very well in that, in that particular broadcast. Actually, I like the Onions thing where they had, like, uh, you know, like, Fred Thompson, hottest first lady ever. I didn't see that. <laughs> and he's like, I'll have her show you her boobs or something. It was really funny. Um, but... What, what struck me as interesting, and again, this is not my original thought, I was, this is not pointed out, and this is not something I observed, but something that's pointed out to me. Uh, Mike Huckabee had Chuck Norris, John McCain at his campaign rally, Wilford Brimley. I mean, come on. Who's Wilford Brimley? Oh, fuck you. Get off this show. You're done if you don't know who Wilford Brimley is. I have no idea. Who is Wilford Diabetes? Like, dog, get yourself checked if you got some diabetes. Really? I have no idea who you're You don't know about. either? Who, what is wrong with you people? Like, this, this are you talking about the like Oats guy? What was that? This, this is a B star, no. like a, a No, no, it's Wilford fucking Brimley. Like, seriously. Is this an actor, or I yes. have no idea who this I'm sorry, is. I'm sorry, audience out there, that my fellow co-hosts have no idea who Wilford Brimley is. I mean, really, the hero of, maybe not our generation, but our parents' generation, who now every day goes on TV to warn senior citizens and, and aging Americans about their diabetes. So like, come on, watch. Come He's on, a I fucking mean, American hero. It's not like he, he had Charlton Heston like in the background. I mean, that would have been awesome. Dude, Wilford Brimley could destroy Charlton Heston. Oh, Charlton Heston would have his guns? Oh, man. Dude, it'd, be Char- almo- it'd be almost as cool as having Clint Eastwood in Dude, the background, fucking, but not quite. Will, Wilford Brimley has fucking like diabetes. Actually, you know? Clint, I mean, Clint Eastwood was mayor of was. Monterey. Who was? Clint Eastwood. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. One do you feel lucky punk would get my vote for for a lifetime. What if it was Dennis Kucinich? No, I would vote for Clint Eastwood, not Dennis Kucinich. Oh, okay. I mean, right. Are you kidding? If Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood could do us all a favor and shoot Dennis Kucinich, which would be like watching Tombstone a hundred times, but only better. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, Brian. Now, 
in the general election, let's say, hypothetically, uh, November, you're in the ballot box, you see two names in front of you, uh, you see Hillary Clinton and Mitt Romney as the possible presidential choices. Who do you vote for? That's pretty obvious that I would vote for Mitt Romney. But, I mean, Despite the fact he's a Mormon, I, I could I could overcome that. But I mean, for what? Just out of curiosity, what reasons would make you vote for Mitt Romney? Because her actual policy positions are repellent to me. Okay. I mean, besides the fact I don't like her personally. Which was John Edwards against Mitt Romney? Edwards is almost as bad. <laughs> I mean, his economic populism is disgusting to me. Which was Ron Paul versus Hillary Clinton? I, I would vote for Ron Paul over Mitt Romney. I mean, I'd rather have Ron Paul than practically any of the, the actual Republican candidates. Which was Halle Berry versus Hillary Clinton? I'd vote for Halle Berry. I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> I, conviction. I'm, you're an average person. You're an ugly actress. I mean, you're well, average what person on the street. What if it's Satan yeah, with, you know, big fiery wings, you know, there. Would you vote for Satan over Hillary Clinton? No, probably wouldn't vote for Satan, but What about Gary probably. Coleman? What about Gary Coleman, Mary Carey ticket? Is Mary Carey the, uh, a porn star that also tried to run yes, California. Yes. Oh, I'd vote for them. I mean, what about what about Mussolini versus versus? No, because they have like the same policy positions. That's not even like, like this. that's not even like, like this. this. Sure. Sure. Like, Universal health care, like crazy ultranationalism, like they're almost the same. You're right. I'll Hold go. on. I mean, there is How's a Mussolini? long tradition of uh, like a lot of like welfare state policies. Universal health care and such, those all were huge things in National Socialism and in So, so was the rule by well. fear, which I don't know, maybe your party's exploding to oh, like the utmost yeah, degree. Sure, whatever, Jeez, but... It's okay. I, I've been through these kind of situations before, like the Iowa caucuses. Remember when I was in 9 11? Just like the Iowa caucuses. My campaign's okay because I've done 9 11. Like, come on. Come on, dude. Ready. Rick Giuliani. Rick Giuliani. <laughs> Ready. Tested. <laughs> But no, I mean, I would vote for Hillary over Mussolini, of course. But I mean, in regards to policy positions, Don't I would have to look it. at it for a while. Don't even say but it. But I'll do my historical research, and I'll uh, I'll be able to tell Put you. Put it on the line. In episode fifteen. I want to see bullet point comparisons that can actually link Hillary Clinton's policy. Trains running on time. To... Universal health care. Yeah. Tough choice. Yeah. Seriously, I want I want I want to see like something that they'll paint a picture for me. Mussolini, Clinton. I'm not talking about equal sign in regards to like. No, we're saying policies. Policies make the leader. Like, tell me what these policies are that make them so. Okay, like, I'll, I'll find similar and different policies and okay. see see how many there are. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm holding my breath in anticipation for episode fifteen. I mean, it's there might not, There there was going to be some differences of course on like things like uh, the power. Well, probably not. Actually, on the power of the state, Hillary is very big on the power of the state, but she doesn't really want like she wants the state to take care of your kids. She wants the state to be like the new family. It takes a village. Like, that sounds a lot like Mussolini to me. It takes a state. So does it takes every fucking Republican who wants to double Guantanamo and, and like, and st like start a, like, a, a martial, uh, martial I'm law not, in this country. I'm not country. saying that, 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 that the policies aren't here. It's just that uh, we should look at the, the intellectual origins. I know. Of I know. I'm more willing to suspend like certain things for healthcare as opposed to suspending the Constitution, habeas corpus, for what the Republicans want. Like, call me crazy. 
Call me crazy that, like, you know. No, I'm not necessarily saying it's it's a bad thing if you're trying to run on policies that were similar to policies that Mussolini had. That's not necessarily a bad thing. On, on I mean, for posterity, yeah, on recorded time. right here. Like, this trains sent, on time. Skin sent right to the DOD. Like, you know, they'll find That's out. That's funny about policies about things in the country. I mean, it's not like just because he was a, a bad person, he did a bad job with his country, it means that all of his policies were crap. You're right. You're right. We should really, you know, we should, we should and feathery. You know, let's uh, let's let's re, let's reopen the National Socialist uh, of Germany, where like you know some of their core economic policies. Yeah, and you'll find ones that are very similar to ones that are around bring here it in. today. Bring bring that evidence in, but you can't go to like some hate site and be like, oh look at this, like you no, know, I'm they not, were Clinton and the Jews equal the fucking Nazis. I'm not talking about anything about hate or like anger or anything about. Like policies towards yeah. Jews. I want bona fide. I want bona fide economic similarities that don't come from like Stormfront.org. Like, give me something serious. Like, I, I, I honestly want to hear. It. I want to hear it in episode fifteen. Not because I, I want to be proven wrong. I just want, I mean, I just want to hear it for for interest. Whatever. But um, enough about that. Enough about that vitriol. And, There's and, actually a book out recently that I wanted to buy on this very topic. Maybe I'll go out and buy it and read it. Like the Hillary real data for you. It was like I hate Hillary or something. No, it, it's about it's an intellectual history. It's a book of political philosophy, asking about where where ideas have come from, and they they trace a lot of modern uh, modern ideas back to national socialism. Okay, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. But um, what else? What else? I mean, this has been. I mean, we're in 2008. We're in a whole new year. Uh, well, you didn't freeze death in your car. That, that's a was a nice start. For I was I was able. Uh, did we already talk about this? So we had a show after New Year's Day. No, we had. He wasn't here. Oh, were you guys here? Yeah, of course you guys were here. But where was I? In fucking Chicago. It was before you. Oh, this, this is really is our first. So Tom did almost freeze to death in his car before New Year's. He almost froze to death in his car on New Year's. Well, since I only spent half an hour in the car, I think I would have been okay. I think I was going to be okay. I could have spent like another three hours. Was the car on, on for a while before yeah. you got in there? So yeah. it was ice cold. It was ice cold, but I had the power of alcohol in my veins, and that warmed me like you wouldn't believe. But um, yeah, I, I did spend. Uh, a, 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 some of us in the room went to Chicago for New Year's, and by some of us, I mean Chris and I. Uh, and we went to a, a pretty happening. Happening club, and it was one of those nights where, like, I was okay with it, but at the same time, I was like, eh. Ended up like talking to people for a long time. Went back to God knows where to their fucking hotel for like two hours to like have this like a weird hotel party. It was actually okay. We like drunk in politics for like two fucking hours, which is really bizarre. And the total strangers. And then next thing I know, I walk out of the hotel, and I'm by like the fucking L. Like, and I don't think the L was anywhere near where our fucking club was, right? I mean, yeah, I have no idea where where I was, where you were. I mean. Luckily, luckily in my head was the name of the street. I, I, I couldn't tell you it now, but in my head at the time was the name of the street. So I hailed a cab and just said, like, take me here. <laughs> and that bleh means the name of the street. And he went, okay. And it took me to that street. And I walked out. It was in the, it was, I mean, by that point, like, the, it was really intensely snowing outside. Like, snow up to my ankles. Tracked my car down. Curled up inside and waited. And lo and behold, half an hour later, I got a, a very loud knock on my window. Uh, from my fellow co-host, and we went inside, and we all got to sleep that night in a warm house of your friend's house, which was nice. I'd, I'd much rather have slept in that house then. So it wasn't just sleeping in the wintertime. It was sleeping with a chance that my car might have been buried in snow, and I could have been like entombed in an icy like cave of death. Like It was bad news that night. Like, Well, they would have found your car during this heat wave. 
<laughs> right, right. They would have discovered my, my frozen corpse. And like, oh, yeah, how this happened. <laughs> but uh, no, so I had, a, I had a fun, if eventful and strange New Year's. Met, met some interesting people, but um, it's good news. Uh, but I, I didn't, I did enjoy dancing off with with your friends whose name I don't remember. Pat, yeah, Pat, Pat apparently enjoyed enjoyed the dancing did he? too. He felt that it wasn't creepy when two people were dancing off, but when he tried to dance off by himself, bad news. I was afraid he was he was upset because he got so served. I mean, like I I feel. I did you really serve it that hard? Yeah, I didn't. It was actually really good, but um. Really, I, I haven't watched him dance before. Uh, no, it was it was a fun New Year's. Um, but I mean, how did you that? Did we already talk about New Year's for you guys? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass my microphone so that both of these contributors to the to the to the New Year's in in our book can tell about their event. So Brian, take it away. Well, Ariel and I went to a nice restaurant on New Year's. Uh, we had a lot of very nice food. Dressed up is an expensive place. Uh, do you have anything else to add about it? My favorite part was when um, we were playing Pavarotti and then she did one of the other words. And then I had a tutor in high school who was an opera singer, so I played her some, but I'd never heard Pavarotti sing opera before, and it like blew my fucking socks off me. And I had no idea that a human voice could sound like that. I'd, I'd spent the entire meal just listening to music and. Discovered after you man. I know. Like, I was. I realized why the New York Times put you know his death on above the fold on the front page. It was just amazing. That was pretty much the highlight of my New Year's, followed by running down the street crying in the snow after midnight. It well, was why, really nice out. Why were you time, running down the, the snow? snow looked really nice. Crying after. Do you want to ask about this? So me are full of poop. What the hell did you do, Brian, New Year's Eve? I didn't do anything. I mean. Come on, come on. I'm giving you a chance, like, without the other side of the story, to tell your side of the story. At least give us a lie about what happened. At least, like, a lie about I don't know, it just wasn't very fun at, uh, at Blind Pig on New Year's. Because of the bang, like, wasn't like fun? The, like the previous. The New Year's bang was not New Year's fun. Year's bang yeah, but like, I'm never people, going to it again. There are people there that you knew, though. It's like, Amber Bud and Amy were there, right? Lame. But they, like, what, what, you couldn't have a good time with them? I was trying to. Uh, it was... Brian. I was there with Ariel... Amy, Kandarba, and Chris, or Eric. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> this is the second time I've been compared to Eric this week. So this, this okay, is, I didn't compare you to him. I, admit, I misplaced his name. Me with him. I'm sorry, not only was your girlfriend there, but you, the ratio was three to two in favor of the female gender, and yet you still had a bad time? Like, you, like really? I mean, they weren't really even playing that much. It was, part of it was like a sort of game show where they gave away prizes, which was funny, but I just want to say that Eric was in my bubble, and it wasn't okay. Mm. Wait, too much in my bubble. Tom's bubble? Where you normally said? I'm uh, I'm okay with like you guys being in my bubble. That's fine. But I like met him once, and he was like, "Honey, why wasn't he up?" Oh, that guy. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, in I, my I should who not you was bubble. I, who did you think I was talking about? I thought it was like your friend. No, oh no, no, not his friend. His friend. Is okay, well, in the, in the interest of yeah, life, we like Brian's friend. Anyways, anyway, moving um, on. But no, but it it could have been really fun, except that some people were very tired and didn't really want to dance, and so some people stood on the side and didn't dance, and they, they were left. Playing music. Look at this head shake. This is not true. They weren't playing music. I I, I, I have to. The music they were playing was bad. The people there, not fun. Well, we've it got it. We've got it. Do we have an end of January bang or late February? We have to wait till end of February. 
end of February? Wait, that's for St. Patrick's Day. There's a Valentine's Day. Day. Valentine's Day that's what I thought. Beginning of February, right? V Day. Mid February. Okay. Mid February, we'll have like a Valentine's Day bang. That's St. Patrick's Day bang. It goes with the two best. St. Patrick's Day bang is yes. fantastic. We're batting. We're batting pretty good for those bangs. I wish. I'll, I mean, all I really remember out of two of those, I was like the spinning shamrock, the glittery, which was just so awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. I don't remember that part. That's what's all I remember from that. So at least I have you on. At least I can get somebody in my my camera flying us. But um, no, I mean, it, really, there's a spinning shamrock. Yeah, it's, it was amazing. I mean, it's not it's not like whirling a shamrock, but it's a very it's a turning shamrock. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Um, I hope they bring it out again. I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't know why they would keep it reserved for like. We're gonna keep it for next <laughs> only, year. Only every one, once every four years, we're gonna be spinning cam rock. It's for leap years only. <laughs> but uh, wait, no. is it this year? Leap year? Uh, is it really? So we're gonna be short. Every presidential election is a leap year. It's a real Actually, so no the leap years change. Like on the year two thousand, it's not a leap year. Even though it should be, or something like the math is weird. But like one out of fifty leap year that should be a leap year in the Yeah, right. No, it's, it's like one, no, it's more of one. Of, it, that was like one every two hundred. I mean, it was ridiculously rare. I, I know exactly what we're talking about, it, and it is. It's it's like more. It's more complicated than just every four years. Okay. It, it, and it's more than like once a lifetime. It's like once every couple generations. It's like Hillary Clinton. Like Hillary Clinton. Did you mention what I said? Percent. Every presidential election, summer Olympics is oh, a leap year. All every right. presidential election, summer Olympics is a leap year every time. Uh, used to be every summer. Really? There are like too many awesome things are happening this year. Wait, weren't you born in 84? My sister is older than all you assholes. I was born in 83. When in 83, though? September 3rd. So, fuck all you. Four months different. Fuck all you all. That's how we end the show. But, um, before we leave the show, I mean, I. Carol has something to say. Who is walking down the street today? Wait, whenever you talk about the primaries, we're going to call it the primary source. That's going to be your like, little segment. Like, here's Ariel with the primary source. Okay. Um, now that there's been this great lead up, I was walking down the street today after sitting in a room for an hour waiting for a senator who did not show up. Um, state or national? State senator. Oh. Yes. Okay, they're important still. My job, don't wave your hand at them. Anyway, I was making faces at the state Go ahead, make this make your faces. The state senate is fucking Republican bastards. Anyway, I was walking down the street very depressed after wasting my afternoon, and this nice young man came up to me from channel six and interviewed me about the Michigan primaries. So I got a chance to basically tell the Michigan Democratic Party, fuck you, you dumb bastards, I wanted to vote in the primaries. Well done, well said. It's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm I didn't actually know that. The man that, that, that disenfranchised you from the Democratic uh, Party. In the Wait, state. did you do that on camera? You didn't actually say that. But you expressed your dissatisfaction without swear words. On without camera. swear words. Okay. Yes, on camera. Ariel said yes on camera. Sworn. You heard it here from the source. From the primary source. You gotta complete the, the throw around. Like I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Such a fucking bitch. No commitment to this fucking show. You're fucking off the show. It was so good yeah, when you weren't we, here last episode. Yeah, we actually uh, we actually brought you Sorry. back as a, a test run oh. th- this episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. We didn't play fucking Kandarpa was your Fox voice. News yeah. Dude, over here. You know how well Kandarpa um, tested with audiences, like when we, when we did a test sample of it? Like, you know those little dials they turned? Like, Kandarpa was like, <laughs> like, double pop. 
positive, but when like we gave him like a sample view, like blah blah blah, my name's Chris, like boop, 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 double negative. Like you don't test well with advertisers, you don't test well with trans demographic to seventy to seventy nine year olds. I mean like we're you're bad news for the show, man. Like I really I don't know what to say. I mean it's I'd like you to stay on, you know. I don't like to I don't like to fire people on the air, but Chris, like as a producer of the show, you're fucking off the show. Whoa, whoa, co-producer. <laughs> I'm sorry. You show. didn't read the contract very closely. Your producer rights aren't name only. There are no actual like things attached to your your production status. So, um, as the owner, producer, uh, and you know, talent on the show, fucking gone, man. I'm sorry. I mean, it's like one of those like it's some kind of Howard Stern thing where I'm like, I have to fire you on the air. See that? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the most like reprehensible guy I can think of in the Donald broadcasting. Trump. Donald Trump. Oh, I'm not gonna do that, bro. I feel like you should throw a microphone down there, like throw him out of here after throwing the table over. Like, hand me a ride home tomorrow. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hire you back on a trial period. Um, but you have to, you have to complete the program if you want to be on the show. Like, if, if Brian's like the primary, there was like Ariel with the primary, and I'm like the primary source. You gotta come up with something like right there. Your mom. Ouch. Double fired. Um. No, but I gotta point out that today. Um, we had a little birthday shindig at, at my my establishment here for residents. Uh, that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> and uh, it, it, as part of this birthday uh, festival uh, for me, um, I got a, I got a present. And uh, in fact, not only did I get a present, but the three other people who are with me tonight also got did presents. Did you get a present too? And so how many people? Four, That's four, people. four people, four presents made by one special person across the room. Uh, I'm now wearing a limited edition, first run, I Know Science Things t-shirt. Now, I know all of you out there are saying, like, come on, come on. You guys make t-shirts for yourself and we can't purchase them like we want to buy them. Like, exactly. This, well, it's, almost that time. it's almost that time. But i got to say, this is the special birthday edition t-shirt that... Unless, under some weird circumstances, you really need one, you're not going to get it. But it's okay, because we're all wearing these awesome monetizing t-shirts. I really feel like part of a franchise now. Like, we have established our brand, our little logo. You know, we've got, we've got the full marketing in play. I mean, we're going to have to post pictures of these yeah. the, uh, to the website. In fact, okay. Actually, we should put up a fake person. Like, we should put up a store that doesn't actually do anything. You really doesn't do it. You can't buy it. <laughs> no, I mean, if people want to like, buy no. these, like, maybe I'll steal people's credit card number. Have you seen the uh, Arsenal like the Onions? Uh, do you know how, uh, no, do you know how awesome that would be, though? Like, to have ship your sales, and they try to hit their credit card numbers, and we're like, oh, that'd be too good. Fuck you, we just sell your credit card. But, oh. Do you ever go in the Onion store and see the little, like, fake boxes you can put, like, actual gifts in? They're the fucking best. No. You, you need to go on the Onion and go to the store. And look up like novelty gift boxes, and what they are are like boxes for fake products that you like give someone as a present. You like wrap it up, they unwrap it, and they see this box, and they're the most fucking hilarious things ever. And they're not like they're not like ridiculous where you'd be like, oh, this is a joke. They're, just, they're so well done at first. What's an example? Like a, like a twenty piece whisk set. It is like a picture of like always whisks. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's convincing. It's it's not like well, I mean, you put something else in there, but but you make the person go like, oh, whisks. That's what I wanted, and then they open up and get the real present. But I mean, they're they're convincing and they're not outlandish. At the same time, like if you if if you if you're even like remotely on the joke, like you fucking know right away. Like, like there's one that's like a like a it has a great name I can't remember, but it's a, it's a 
it's an organizer for the tip of your visor for, for your cap. And the image sells it, because this guy wearing a cap. But basically, it's like a giant like, wallet on the brim of his hat. And it's like an organizer, and it's like, it's so fucking good. And they, oh, they have um, they, they, they have one for the, a USB toaster. And, and again, they're like really well done. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they're, they're perfect. But at the same time, like they're just ridiculous enough that you can be like, you know, snicker, snicker. And the person has to be like, oh, great, I can make toast. So I'm on the computer now. Like, thanks for the present. Something the fucking best. You should get your account. The shirts, awesome shirts. You won't get them, audience. You might, you might defraud you in the process of you. Really? Unless there's a large demand, in which case they're, uh, the sentence may be made. Right, and if, and if you really want them, you know, send us your bank accounts, and we might even enter you in a lottery. Who's the movie guy who like sells his sperm? Like the one guy who did a uh, brown bunny where he had Chloe Spangy. Basically, he made the whole movie so Chloe Spangy could give him a blowjob on camera. Oh, with the fake, with the fake one. It's totally a fake boner. Anyway, the point is, is that guy you can buy his sperm online for like five hundred thousand dollars. It's there sick. for sale. That's fucking sick. Thanks, Mister Movie Director. That's what our website will be like. Basically. I think we should sell T-shirts. <laughs> we need to, we need to raise <laughs> raise capital for Anna's science things. I, I think Ariel's right with her snickering over there. We should definitely sell our semen on our website. <laughs> Uh, it'll definitely hey, increase our hits. Hey, some of us are getting PhDs. It would you know, be amazing. If you have a few less dollars, maybe get the master's student. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my degree is so much more professional than yours is. But, um, whoa, whoa. Back, back I mean, in now. name only, but it is. Uh, it, what was I going to say? Oh, well, speaking, speaking of academics, uh, I was faced uh, yesterday um, with Fear, uh, the the really being out of place, kind of the out of my out of my element. I had to take two non-architecture classes for the first time in three years. And dude, how do you guys put up with that much like fucking reading? I know you guys don't have to read, do you? We don't read. Oh, fuck shit you, scientists. Yeah, we don't All read right. anything. As an English anthropology major, I think it's to the reading. Okay. Oh, what? Oh. Um, <laughs> by the end of my, no, yeah, the end of the first semester of my senior year of my PA, I was reading a thousand pages a week. So I don't like, and then I wrote 150 pages in, in a month, like of, of different papers. It was, it was the most intense month of my life. I wanted to die. Yeah. But, um, but it was great. Sometimes other people don't read anything. I know that people don't. Well. So for the, for those those of us in creative majors, we're forced to produce and produce and produce, and, and that doesn't usually entail much reading. Um, but now, thanks to the the wonder of the, of the Michigan uh, graduation requirements, I'm forced to not only uh, engage in the most rigorous and work centric studio I've ever taken thesis, uh, which will take up sixty to seventy hours at least a week of work. I now have to add about probably about five hundred pages of reading top of that between oh, four other crap. classes. So it's going to be a fun uh, not see you guys for the next three months. And I, I kind of found that out was the right three and a half months. And um, that reality kind of came crashing down today when I had my first real thesis meeting. Uh, and so... Do you really have to read all the reading for these classes? I think you don't. They're all seminars. And some of them are like three or four people, including me. Ask if you can pull Great. But I mean, I mean that was fine. All of my classes were like that. I still didn't read. Right. Well, the problem is is that two of them I probably could do... Well, one is... Russian avant-garde, which is a little bit hard to like bullshit. Yeah, okay. 
The other one is urban planning. And, dude, I could bullshit any fucking urban planning class. I could do, like, an urban planning PhD and fucking bullshit. You know why? Because urban planning is bullshit. Um, but I also have the other one uh, is a, a, something about nationalism, which I don't know anything about. I, I can't bullshit that one. The other one's about well, post-colonial architecture and that. China and it's bad news too. It's it's bad news all around. It's bad news. Uh, I'm gonna do a lot of reading, in addition to having to make like the most creative output I've ever had in my life. So it'll basically be like when you get your first job and you're bitching about the money you spent. No, no, first job's like a cakewalk. And do, for like work, work, like nine to five. It's so fucking easy. Yeah. So easy. I mean, it, like you, you don't. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I can having had a real job. Who else in the room has had a real job? Okay, but I think that that you're. Uh, <laughs> Real job this summer. <laughs> had a real job. I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> no, they're different, but at the same time, like having a real job is way better than yeah, school. I would kill. I mean, like if I could trade. Well, I say that, and I kind of portray the fact that I should be really happy about the opportunity of my own thesis project. But the reality is, like, come on, given the choice, like between working right now nine to five, and as opposed to working like a hundred hours a week, or like. I just have to say that I've been working nine to five for the past, you know, year and a half. You're going to come out the other end with a master's degree. I'm going to come out the other end with nothing. No, nothing I, at all. No, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, and that that makes me worry too, because I come out the other end with a master's degree, and then I have to do that. Which I mean, like, you know, it, it's it's okay, but at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, it's between a rock and a hard place. Like, do you want boring? You want to do other people's boring work from nine to five, just, or do you want to do your own work for like from seven to like midnight every day? For, like, seven, seven to three. midnight, like I was self-employed, way better. Take like two hours off of there and maybe with family and your kids and like actually be at home. And, but no, I, wait. But can I just say that the light at the end of the tunnel, April twenty seventh to twenty ninth. It's so fucking dim. Like, it's a little pinprick. Like, is that is that like? Let's wrap this up. This is a little grim and personal. Okay. It's self self help. Coachella. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that's why I need to spend the week in California. Is that like not, Coachella won't be enough to like. Sponge off the nastiness of like thesis. Sponge on nastiness. Sponge on nastiness. I, I need like full uh, 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 colonic from, uh, from Coachella. I need a full triple deal. Um, so, as you've heard here, we will be attending Coachella. Everyone in this room, no exceptions, will be at Coachella. The cat's not coming. The cat will not be coming. Um, so, if anyone out there is in California, they want to meet us. That's the place. I would love to go to the giant refugee camp that is the Coachella campsite. And just let my cat loose because he would freak the fuck out. He would not not know what to do. But um, sorry, Louis. Uh, no, but we all we'll all be going to Coachella. The dates of Coachella are at the end of the last weekend of April, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and to those of you out there who want to meet in person, a meet and greet, if you will, um, the stars, the talents. Um, Come find our tent right to the middle. Right in the middle of everything. I uh, just, you know, listen for like Chris gets blue, tripping his balls off on shrooms again. And the... <laughs> <laughs> just listen for the howls and you'll just come cry. You know, you're that guy's the voice. But um, no, seriously, uh, Coachella is the best thing ever, uh, without exception. Uh, better than, you know, I don't know, marriage, better than, not better than Tom's mom. Not better than my mom, but kind of born Chris. Um, much better than your mom. Jesus Christ, man. I'm so sick of your fucking mom. Um, but, <laughs> right, let's wrap this up. We're done. But uh, Coachella is going to be sweet. Listeners should come to Coachella. And if you come to Coachella, email us. 
at iknowsciencings at gmail.com. Let us know you come to Coachella, or just tell us whatever. Or if you come to Coachella, call us. It might not be working anymore, but call it anyways, 206-203-3216. I have not called it in a while. Apparently, I've been called for a month and a half. It shuts down. But try it. See if it's still working. I should do that before I leave tonight. Um, uh, you can also go to our website at iknowsciencings.blogspot.com. And if you really, really... Oh, actually, you can also go to Podcast Alley. It's a new month, January. Vote for us. And if you want to intro, vote for us. We'll podcast and if you, what was that? Did you this month? Yeah. Dude, double sweet. That's cool. You're better than I We're on the list. That means you gotta vote too. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fucking cheat. You gotta cheat the vote. No, you, de- you never fucking vote. I feel fuck like you. I think it's all you for like two weeks, and by the time you do it, it's a fucking new month already. So fucking vote, Chris. Um, I have to go to work tomorrow. But if you really, I'm almost done. If you really want a t-shirt, uh, send us your credit card. Fifty dollars. Bank statement, fifty dollars. Uh, your grandmother's social security, your mom's social security, all family social security numbers, maiden names, and uh, we'll give you all the shirts you want. But um, anyways, that's it. Podcast is over. Out. Thirteen seven. No, sorry, fourteen. Happy birthday, me. Supposed to